Hey everyone, it's Carlos Rivera, also known as Evil Intentions from It's the Damage Lottles Podcast. Um, just taking a little time out now before our next episode begins. Um, just take a brief moment to talk about um, the importance of and an epidemic, really, that's going on in our, our culture and our world today, and that is the rise of um, issues with mental health. Um, we did record for season 6 to begin on June 6th of this year, and we recorded two episodes, and after that, um, honestly, with regards to my two co-hosts, we spoke about it, and I just was not feeling, uh, continuing to record, or to, you know, continue on with the podcast at that moment. And, um, you know, it's been a struggle. Today is July 26th when I'm recording this. Um, the last time we recorded was in June, early June, so the beginning of June. And I, I, you know, it takes a while when you're not feeling like yourself to be able to understand and communicate that with others. So I wanted to just take a, a brief, you know, a minute or two, and actually with that probably, just to talk about the importance of knowing that there are people that are who, out there who are going through the same thing as you are. Um, we feel ourselves get so isolated, especially coming off of, you know, COVID and being stuck at home for a lot of us. You know, it's easy to isolate and to run away, to avoid certain um, social gatherings, confrontations, you know, conversations, just things in general that'll peak our anxiety and bring us down into funk. And it's important to realize that when we are having these moments or these times that, of course, again, we are not alone. There are other people who are going through the same struggles and the same challenges. Um, I'm taking this time out so that our listeners, you know, those who have been here with us from the beginning or just new to the, the podcast can understand that it's not easy doing this all the time. It's not easy um, to put on a happy face and sometimes to pretend that we can just sit there and talk about horror movies or video games, comic books, beer, the you know the, the whole gambit of what our podcast covers. And it's not easy to do that when you are struggling inside. So I, I have been thankful to have three grateful, gracious partners, I should say, um, and Adam, Rob, and Mark, who've allowed me um, to take this time off within the last couple of weeks, I think it's very important for us to recognize, again, those listening, those who want to create, those who want to be in any industry, you know, if you want to game, if you want to make movies, if you want to write, if you want to play sports, if you just want to live a happy life, you have to, you have to come to terms with those things that bring you down. You have to face them. And know that you're not facing them alone. The more you can open up about the things that bother you, the easier it will be to get over it. I promise you. It's not, a, you know, like they say, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. But every little step that you take in your recovery, in your attempts to try to just feel normal every step you take 
know that there are others who have walked this path before. Um, we're always around. I mean, I'm going to offer myself. Yes, our Twitter handles are in the show notes. You can reach out to me at Evil Intentions. Um, and just talk about whatever it is that's bothering you. It's a little, you know, it's stupid to think about how so many uh, minute things can just set us off. You know, certain words, certain phrases, certain actions by other people. But you're not, you're not the only one. You're not alone. So, um, I'm thankful that, again, my, my boys were understanding and were there for me if I needed them. Um, therapy is important. I think we should normalize the thought of men going to therapy. It's essential. We were all taught and brought up to be manly. You know, men don't cry. Men don't show their emotions. That's not the way to a healthy lifestyle. So, if there's anything you guys can pick up from, you know, these few words, these couple of minutes that I've taken to speak to you all, is it is normal to not be normal. But it's not okay to not feel normal. You understand? We're all different. We all have our own unique, you know, personalities, characteristics, the things that we love to do. And we shouldn't have to put them into a, um, a box, you know, put everything on a shelf and just say, this is who I am. It's more complex than that. So, to those who realize that they have an issue... Or that they need someone to talk to. Just remember, there's always there's always avenues that you can um, reach out. You know, if it's dire, if you've ever had those awful thoughts or suicidal ideations or anything like that. You know, there's a suicide hotline. There's a suicide website. Um, I'll post. We'll post all this at the end of the the episode on on our Twitter. Um, I just want everyone to know that you know we're gonna we're all gonna be all right. You know, we can't let it consume us, but sometimes we do have to take a step back. So again, thank you all for listening. This is a very important message that I just wish to get across. Know, again, you're not alone. Know that there are people that care for you, and know that there is no hole too deep that a friend or just someone who cares and listens can't help you get out of. Be sure to lean on your friends and your family. Lean on those people willing to help. It's not a smart life to live being stubborn and not seeking the help of others. I have gone through this. I have lived this life. You do not want to be stuck in a rut where you're staring at the walls with the lights all turned off because you can't stand to get out of bed and associate with anyone. See the signs. Look for help. 
talk it out. I promise you, you'll feel so much better. And don't think that you're ever weak. Don't ever think that you're not a person because of the way you feel. We are all humans. We've all been there. And no one is perfect. So again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your listening. Again, let's normalize that seeking help for mental health is awesome. You can do it. You're not alone. Please. Take care of yourselves. And hopefully you guys can listen to the podcast and see that, hey, even these guys, they joke around all the time, you know, and I get yelled at for cursing and being inappropriate. But we have fun. And sometimes, you know, even the funny guys have a hard time being funny. With that being said, thanks again, guys. Let's listen to this week's podcast. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to season six of the best damn podcast in all of the interwebs. That's right. It's the damage lot of the podcast is Jenkins, hijinks, horror movies, video games, television, comic books, beer. We are glad to be back. I'm Carlos Rivera. Adam Griffin is always with his black beanie. And Mr. Rob Horowitz, Coffin, Chrissy. Follow us on the Red Hot Twitter machine. And in the show notes and the show at It's Damn Damn on Instagram. It's Them Damn Enchiladas Podcast. Gentlemen, it has been a minute. What's up? Yeah, yeah, it's been, been a little bit of time. I, I missed these uh, these gatherings. Well, the calm before the storm that is uh, a bunch of whatever <laughs> we want it to be for the next 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, yeah, season six. Here we are, Rob. What's up? How you, how you doing? Not too bad. Not how too the bad. two of you doing? Well, you can't just throw it back. I mean, the purpose of us asking you is for you to like elaborate. What you been how up to? How things been going with you? You know? Uh, you know they've been going. What the, Rob? I've been- I just, hang on. I, I'm sorry. There was something I was going to say. I actually got back on the stream schedule in the past couple of weeks. Oh, hey, see? Yeah. Look at you. That's what we want to know. <coughs> Not just, you know, it's been going. And then it's been going. You just turn away. My, my brain it. is fucking mush. It's okay. It's, it's, it is an <laughs> ongoing. Uh, I mean, uh, that, has, that hasn't stopped the last two seasons. It's, That's. It's, well, I would, you know, but let's not. Let, let, let's enjoy this time before. We are enjoying our time. It usually starts. And by oh. it, oh, you know what you do. 
So I'm making up for lost time. No, that's you. I said I'm making up for lost time. I didn't say you. Sound like we. Well, there we go. Anyway, good good to hear from Rob. I'm glad it's going. I'm, I'm glad you got on the stream schedule. You know, I'm glad you decided to come back and uh, endure. What's what's going on with us? I'm also glad you decided to start looking like Kevin Nash, which is awesome. <laughs> Rob, man, I wish my hair would turn that color. I'm not gonna lie. Silver Fox, Horowitz, Hoffman, Christie, <laughs> Mr. Hoffman, Christie, Mr. Hoffman, Christie. I guess am I, should, am uh, I stuck uh, playing Hoffman forever? Well, we have to explain the, the Hoffman, the Hoffman. We do. Uh, uh, we do have to explain that. That has come upon you in in this this year, 2021, because uh, we finally did it, y'all. We finally played Back for Blood. I will start with with the gathering of the thoughts. It is fantastic. Carlos, what did you think of uh, the closed beta? Here are my thoughts on the closed beta of Back for Blood. It has excited me. It has reignited a fire my belly play zombie killing games. I had, I had to stop, you know. It was like, oh, somebody was like, Ooh. that's goddamn games. No. But no. This is the spiritual you know, spiritual son of Left 4 Dead. And it just brought back so many fond memories when we were playing. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when I, especially when I killed Rob <laughs> with a headshot, the four, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with a with a Barrett sniper rifle from two feet away, it was great. Yeah, the the joys and perils of the practice area coming into effect. Did not see that coming. By the way, did not know that was <laughs> that was a thing that was able to be done. Yeah, but. But yeah, go ahead, speak. Rob. I was just going to say, the funny thing about that is I was aiming down the sights of my pistol at your head, thinking, it won't let me do this, will it? And then I heard the sniper rifle go off, and I died. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> oh, I guess it will. <laughs> the best part was your head did explode. It wasn't even like, it didn't even shot, it didn't like, you know, like just like warp you out and just say you started over. No, 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 it showed the headshot. How oh, poor Hoffman. But be that as it may, yes. Fantastic. I can't wait to play again Thursday. Thursday? Thursday. Yep. Thursday we're playing again. The day before Friday the 13th. Special yeah. Friday the 13th. Well, you guys will be hearing this on Friday the 13th. So. Hopefully, yeah. And if, if, well, if for some reason you press play after Friday the 13th, uh, just pretend. Use your imagination. It's yeah. Friday the 13th somewhere. Yeah, always. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you've been watching, like, the Disney shows, you know, there's different multiverses, so it's yeah. possible. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, wait, I, what did you think? Yes, because, you know, I want, to, I, want to, I want you to expound on your thoughts. Um, I, it was what they 
been talking about, you know, it is the it is by the creators of Left 4 Dead. Uh, that does not mean that it is Left 4 Dead 3, like uh, what seems to be kind of the counter narrative, I guess, from people enjoying the beta is this other emerging thing where um, people are making decisions about the quality of a full game based on 20% of a game, which uh, at that point you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Um, but uh, I dug it. I dug the structure of the campaign levels that we played through. Um, the the variety of the modifications that the enemies can take on is pretty neat. I saw some some acid zombies and some exploding zombies and and some fire magma zombies. So it's pretty neat. Um, the structure of the campaign stuff we played uh, via co-op was damn good. Uh, I hope that uh, Turtle Rock works on. Uh, the artificial intelligence of the bots, because Bot Walker and Bot Holly are really rough to uh, to be good teammates. Um, um, they're kind of lacking. They get distracted by uh, turrets and, and machine guns and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a fun fun game with a uh, pretty neat set pieces, and I am looking forward to the whole the whole package uh, in October on October eighth. Less than two months away. On Xbox Game Pass, day one. I I didn't know how I felt about that. And Adam and I had a discussion. So I was like, huh, it's going to be available. But then is it going to be the ultimate that's going to be available? Well, no, it's just base game. So? Yeah, just standard. I'm definitely not saying don't buy it. Just if you're on the fence, if you've got Game Pass, you can try the basic game out. You well, if you're broke, it's okay, broke. Be, it's okay to be broke. It's okay to be broke. I mean, money is just arbitrary construct that we are slaves to because we haven't figured out our lives yet. So, if you gotta be broke, be broke. That was that was, that was dark. Okay. <laughs> um, we are so yeah, our theme podcast. The, wow. All right. Um, <laughs> the horror is not the darkest thing we talk about. Great. <laughs> Great. With all that being said, yes, we will be looking forward to October 8th when the game comes out. However, this is season six of Dimension Lot of the Podcast, the best podcast running on the internet because we say so. Now, Griff, would you like to discuss the format for which we have gone on to this? Season. Welcome to It's Them Damn Enchiladas Presents Nightmare Theater. What is Nightmare Theater? Well, it's based on a wonderful little channel local here to me, WNUV54, based out of Baltimore, Maryland. Every Saturday during the time of my youth, I used to run this wonderful block of horror movies called Nightmare Theater. So I'm acknowledging the fun of the past by bringing Nightmare Theater to the podcast. Hey, that rhymes. Give me points. Um, so yeah, um, the format is... Off, I have to ask one question. Uh, depends on if I'm going to answer. I, well, I know that. Um, do we have to give them credit for this? 
uh, I'm acknowledging their influence. Um, if we get if we get paid, you know, if we if we try to monetize Nightmare Theater, there's gonna be sprung. But this is from us to the folks out there. So uh, I have acknowledged them. They're being in V54 out of Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, now we're bringing the fun to you. So what is Nightmare Theater? Three hosts, three movies, three horror movies. Uh, each installment will bring one to the table to discuss and uh, have some conversation about. That being said, uh, this week, I would like to start with Rob. Rob, how you doing? Doing all right. That's what you did there. <laughs> I would like to start with not myself. Rob, uh, what, what movie did you choose for us to watch? For this episode, uh, Horror with Hoffman Christie, the thirds, chose Ravenous. Starring Guy Pierce, Robert Carlyle, and a host of veritable actors and actresses. Uh, one you failed to mention to me before the movie started. Yeah, great, and I the great Steven Spinella. Yeah, I did. I did forget to mention that All because, right. frankly, I didn't recognize him outside of his Major Knox outfit. I had no clue that that was him. Those uh, those mutton chops really bring something to the table. It's some damage lot of the podcast. Those mutton chops really bring something. <laughs> the name of the episode. Um, Those mutton chops. Those mutton chops. Oh, um, this is a fucked up movie. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's about, you know, cannibals and the Wendigo myth in particular. It's not too fucked up other than that. You don't, you know, you don't see people get cut apart and eaten or... Prepared as a stew later in the movie. That never happens, right? What? No, this is what? this is this is the part where where uh, uh, someone who wasn't watching the movie would say, "Well, I wasn't really paying attention, so I don't know what happened in the movie." So, Rob, <laughs> what happens in the movie? All right, and and remember, um, hot sauce rules still apply. You don't have to Wikipedia it. I, this is actually an instance where I'm glad it's been like a week plus since I watched any of the movies. But I've watched Ravenous, I don't know how many times. Guy Pierce's character gets shipped off to the middle of fucking nowhere because uh, he did some sneaky bullshit that involved him being a coward, surrendering, playing dead, uh, accidentally drinking several mouthfuls of human blood, and then suddenly being stronger for it. So uh, that's where the Wendigo myth kind of starts. My question, got, my question yes. to both of you, right? Why yeah. would he admit that he was he played dead? Think about that. Because he's an honest character, I guess. At the end of the day, uh, he didn't want to. He didn't want to lie to his superiors. Didn't tell him he drank blood, though. I mean, you know, there's there's two different sides to it. One, you know, a little bit of character growth to be seen there. He wants to own up to his, stake, his mistakes and uh, potential stakes uh, when it comes to food. And then two, um, I mean, shit happens. <laughs> can, uh, can we talk about that steak eating scene real quick and how fucking disgusting it is? <laughs> oh, my it's, God. It is purposefully disgusting. Yeah, that's great. To anyone listening who hasn't seen that movie... 
just picture a table, a long table of probably about 20, 30 people all eating incredibly undercooked, bloody meat, chewing with their mouths open. And you will understand why uh, Guy Pierce's character has to step outside to vomit. That's not the real reason, but it's why I would have, because damn. And then, uh, I was gonna say you turn away, like you turn away a steak, Rob. Come on, those steaks, yeah. You fucking, how many worms are living in those steaks, dude? That the eighteen so hundreds. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't know any better. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know any better. Like, this is what you're used to doing. So he gets shipped off to the middle of nowhere, and then eventually Robert Carlyle's character shows up, and Robert Carlyle is fucking fantastic in this movie. And uh, he straight up tricks them into going out to this remote cave where he'd been hiding and eating all the other people on his caravan. Shit just goes south real quick. Most of the most of the people living on the base get killed in that section, but not Jeffrey Davies, because uh, he shows up later in a very strange way. It's a uh, I like the movie a lot. It's actually like weirdly pretty for a horror flick. For some reason, when I think of horror movies, I don't think of like beautiful scenery. But wherever they filmed this, it's like, damn, that looks that's just really nice. Except the cave. The cave is creepy as shit. It's a cave. Yeah. Caves are wrong. So caves tend to be creepy. That's, but, our, uh, that's our PSA for the, for the episode. Caves it's, tend to be creepy. That could also be the episode title. The podcast. Caves tend to be creepy. But yeah. At first, I wasn't sure about choosing this for like a series of horror movies, but then I was like, it's about cannibalism, and there's a bunch, and there's some pretty decent gore that happens in it. If it's not a horror movie, I don't know what the fuck it is. Fair amount of comedy intermixed with it, but I find that those tend to be my favorite horror movies, are the ones that are either straight up com- straight up comedies with you know all the things you'd expect from horror mixed in, or just ones with, you know, some comedic elements. So, Watch Ravenous. It's very good. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. chew. Sounds good. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Rob. Way to go, Hoffman. It only That's took me... Like, back, it only took me, like, half a... <laughs> more than half a season to figure out how to kind of do that. Uh, that said, who would like <laughs> to go next? Oh, well, um, I have a feeling that Adam wants me to go next. So I'm yes, gonna... yeah, I remember last name. Of course. Um, my choice for this nightmare theater was a movie that I have always spoken so highly about. The entire, the entire series, except for part seven. But we watched Saw. Now, most people listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure, have seen the movie Saw. You know who hadn't seen the movie Saw? Mr. One, Rob, Horowitz, Hoffman, Christie. It's true. Now, I, I can talk about Saw all day. But I want to hear Rob explain to me how he felt during that final turn that M. Night Shyamalan uh, I genuinely got got by that twist at the end I had no no clue whatsoever 
that the uh spoiler alert should i even go into what the twist is or should we keep it vague so the, the saw game out the saw game came out with xbox 360 it's safe to say that uh it's been, it's been out long enough okay uh i in no way expected the the dead body was holding the gun through that scene to uh to get up and be uh be jigsaw no idea whatsoever so when it happened i was just kind of like huh what sitting there with my my jaw dropped a bit did you like how how all the characters were intertwined it was pretty cool how they how they pulled that off yeah also carrie elwes is really fucking good at what he does as is yeah. um oh my god i'm so fucking bad with names how did i forget danny glover's name for even an instant yeah i did just say it because it finally came into my memory yeah he's really good in that too and i've never seen him play a character like that before so that was pretty fucking cool the whole that i'm i'm jealous that you were able to watch that movie for the first time <laughs> like I wish I could see that movie again for the first time because that shit and I still watch it at least once a year I watch it because I love that movie so much like I said it gets a little downhill um after I guess part three part three yeah. um because two is actually pretty good too um but man, that turn! All—you see how they're all connected. How he was taking the pictures of him because he was the private investigator, but he's uh, cheating on him. But he's the doctor that told him he wasn't—you know—he didn't really care about him. And then the other guy was the freaking orderly. Oh, uh, that's an excellent horror movie. Indeed. Yeah, I agree. I am glad that that my contribution to Nightmare Theater. The first episode of our Nightmare Theater was a good one. And I pat myself on the back. Like you, Harwitz. <laughs> I know what the real main event is. Like, let's just stop talking about song. Let's just, let's just, yeah. let's just talk about that ridiculousness that's known as Psycho Gorman. What are you talking about? <laughs> See, now, oh, now, now you know you've so I had a thought. I had a thought. Always. What? What is it? About Ravenous that just popped in my head. Yep, go ahead. I don't know, I'm sorry. What was up with that effing music when he's chasing him? Oh, you don't love the jaunty-ass music when he's chasing him through the woods to, you know, murder and eat him? You don't like? You don't think that fits? Murder is a jaunty occasion. What are you talking the, about? the hillbilly music? I think that's I think that's actually one of my favorite things about, the, about that movie is that scene where he just looks at him and he goes, Run. Yeah. He squeaks and turns around and starts running. <laughs> run, run, run! It's got, it's got these great moments of, a, of a dark comedy. A the of only it. reason why that moment comes in my head is because I said Psycho Gorman, and there's something that I that clicked in my head about Psycho Gorman as well. Okay. Like, I picked Psycho Gorman because I've been uh, championing this movie since it was first announced. Um, I'm a big fan of, of, of tokusatsu and, and tokusatsu-inspired uh, shows and, and things of that nature. Ba- basically, 
anything with uh, in camera practical special effects and and sparks when 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 on suits when weapons hit it and all this fun stuff and uh, with a, a film like Psycho Gorman, I was very curious to see you know exactly what they were going to be pulling from. And while it's kind of centered in uh, this early to mid nineties, uh, like Fox Kids, Power Rangers slash VR Troopers esque aesthetic, it goes a long way to really kind of drill down and center on. Um, the stuff I like about the medium, which is the horror sci-fi stuff and really cool monster designs. Um, but I was most curious to see how uh, Rob and Carlos would react. And Carlos, since uh, uh, since Psycho Gorman got your brain firing about Ravenous, let's, let's see if we can keep firing about that Psycho Gorman. That little girl was amazing, first off. <laughs> that little girl deserves an Oscar. For Psycho Gorman. Now I know it will not happen, but um, what's her name? Mimi, right? Mimi. Yeah. Oh, that little girl had me cracking up the entire time. Best budding sociopath in horror. Um. Yeah, and then I started. I was like, let me think. Like, why? Why am I enjoying her so much? I'm like, because she's a sociopath, <laughs> and I am borderline sociopath. So. It makes complete sense. So if you ever hooked up with PG, you're going to look at him, look at either me or Adam and say, PG, kill Horowitz. (laughs) I'm just going to be like, God damn it. We're we're not going to allow such a thing to happen. (laughs) That that wouldn't happen. We're not going to allow such a thing to happen. You don't get the gem. No. no. Don't even get to go near it. No. And he turns that poor neighbor kid. Oh man, <laughs> great! I, oh, I this, can't remember his name. This to me did really did feel like a Power Rangers uh, special. Like, this is a special episode from Power Rangers. Great! When he was wearing the cowboy hat, when he when he's wearing his Doctor Alan Grant cosplay, it's wonderful. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> this movie and all the blood and gore, we had waited for it. It was you know. Was anna- Damn, it was announced when we first started the podcast, wasn't it? Yep, yep. That year. Oh, by the way, happy two-year anniversary of It's the Damn Adventure of the Podcast. That's right. We started the season. That's our anniversary present. <laughs> <laughs> and Keeping Rob is his anniversary present. Oh! Oh. Um, oh so yeah, Rob. Man. That's a downer. No. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, we'll keep it around. Another thirteen. <laughs> you kind of already hit on my my biggest impression from Psycho Gorman. It's like these fights are straight out of Americanized Power Rangers. Well, not straight out of, but well, Power Rangers is Americanized. Yeah, that's true. The, the Americanized part of Power Rangers is the shit between the fights. The fights are all just straight up copied from a from. Oh god damn it! The, yeah, there's a, a, there's a whole host of history. Yeah, um, there's a lot of uh, rights and, 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 and practices that were kind of suspect. But the <laughs> that fight, the fight in the woods between PG and his former uh, his former lackeys, 
that was when I was like, oh, hell yeah. Now, I, I began to grasp truly why why Griff, Griff gave out this movie. I was like, oh, okay, I, I understand now. It, it didn't start with the opening credits? Well, the opening credits were <laughs> the first, uh, can we call that a fight scene? When PG peels, basically peels apart uh, the random thugs in the warehouse. Is that a fight scene, really? I guess they tried to fight. I mean, it's a good introductory scene. The I, dude I, I, who, as, as soon as the movie started, I was like, yep, this is an Adam Griffin special. <laughs> uh, I also really enjoyed the designs of the characters sitting around like the council table. Especially, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to go and say it, especially right at the end when uh, when one of them was like, well, it was basically like, well, we're fucked. <laughs> pulls, out a, pulls out a revolver, puts it on the table and says, who wants to go first? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to remember if that actually happened. I don't remember the lines, but that it, basically they were all like, well, Psycho Gorman is fully empowered and back in the world. So we're screwed. <laughs> That was a thoroughly enjoyable movie, though. <laughs> Very glad I watched it. Oh yeah, the, the little girl, it's a star. Mimi is um, awful. The dad's hilarious. <laughs> At first, I thought the dad was just fucking with people, and then, and then, uh, you know, as it progresses, like, no, no, he is actually, actually, this lazy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought like he was trying to teach him a lesson about you know shoveling you know. Yeah, he's like, oh, I hurt myself. I was like, I oh, hurt my back. Those... oh, okay, fine. Oh, cool. now the kid's got to like, fill no, the he's hole. Just, he's just a fucking like, lazy no. bastard. <laughs> the wife hates him. He's like, you're useless. I'm, not, wife... I'm pretty sure they hate each other at that. Well, like, neither of them actually likes the other person. This is uh, I'm not gonna make any dark comments about marriage. All right, um. It is what it is. Yeah. There's no dark humor to be to be touched on there. No, it's don't do that. No, it's not. It's nothing humorous. <laughs> nothing humorous. <sighs> Sorry, Griff. But um, are there cycle Gorman toys? They they've got a few things out, but I'm waiting for like super deluxe yeah, action figures. What regular ones? Can't have the regular ones. I mean. Good, but I, I have a feeling they're going to go with like some really good, uh, some really good pieces with like lots of stuff. Need, and a, stuff. need a Mimi Funko Pop? Uh, <laughs> that would be, uh, no, the of Gorman with a cowboy hat would be amazing. Yeah, PG in general would make a fucking awesome, like an awesome deluxe action figure posable type thing that would be fucking cool yeah yeah that's what i want to see oh hold on he was he was just i also appreciate it because he's a, he a big asshole so you yeah, know i'm gonna i i'm going to eat your entire family once I, get my hands <laughs> on that. I just want you to know i'm gonna kill each and every one of you can't do it right now but i will I, i'll kill all <laughs> pg stop uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> don't kill Luke. Okay. <laughs> so this is PG. Kill Luke. What? No. <laughs> doesn't even know, he doesn't even know who Luke is. <laughs> you don't even know my name. Yeah. <laughs> he got so upset. <laughs> yeah. 
the, uh, my the uh, the dream sequence where he tell where PG tells him this is exactly what's going to happen, and it sure as fuck does. <laughs> He's like, she wouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> what are we waiting for? It's like, well, it takes a long time for them to crawl. <laughs> <laughs> Monsters are still crawling towards them. It's great. Fantastic. I, I love that that little that slight little phantasm reference <laughs> during the dream scene was phenomenal. <sighs> yeah, fun times. I hope it. Uh, I hope they come back for more. I want to see Stackle Gorman returns. I want to see what what uh, if he realizes the error of his ways once he returns to Earth several years later, and maybe it's now the scourge of the planet Earth. <laughs> I just want to hear one line from PG in that instance. I should have killed you when I had the chance. <laughs> he kills her? No, 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 no. He can't. Okay. At that point, he can't kill her. She has evolved too far beyond his capabilities. But she's still, she's still like, just like a five foot two, eighty she's pound, like eighty she's pound like twelve. Woman. She's like twelve now. She's still, yeah. <laughs> She's a preteen. She's, oh, man. <laughs> That's bad enough. Put a homicidal streak in her. Well, she already has. Yeah. yeah. That freaking game that they play. <laughs> um, she's just, she's too badass. Punch the other player. Loser gets buried alive. Yeah, I don't want to play that. <laughs> good times, good times. That is the first installment of Nightmare Theater. Um, you can replicate it at home if you watch Saw, Ravenous, and Psycho Gorman. Tell us what you think. Uh, use the hashtag ID. <laughs> I-T-D-E watches. <laughs> hashtag I-T-D-E watches. It's, it's been... It's been uh, so yeah, uh, next time will be our first installment of Inchverse. What is Inchverse? Inchverse is when we take a look at uh, two uh, traditionally uh, underlooked, underappreciated, maligned entries into franchise horror history. And uh, I'm calling an Audible for this next week. Is, uh, we already talked. We talk about Friday Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning a lot, but there is another entry in that franchise that I think uh, maybe we need to take a look at. Maybe it gets uh, it gets it gets it gets uh, shat on by people a lot. It involves um, an ill-fated trip on a boat to Manhattan. That's right. Oh, Friday Thirteenth Part Eight: Jason takes Manhattan, which Looks like Canada for the most part. Um, <laughs> I mean, I live like 20 minutes away. It does not look like Canada, just in case anyone's wondering. Right. And then uh, going up against, we're going to take a look at uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Friday's Revenge. Um, we're going to discuss the good things about these poorly talked about sequels in some cases. Uh, just try to try to bring some of the good stuff to light in franchises, uh, franchises that we love. So, uh, 
before we get out of here. Not necessarily fights, because it's too much fighting. Closing remarks? Rob, you can go first. Oh, do I get to go first? Mm-hmm. Get your goddamn vaccination, if you can. If you can't, I'm sorry the rest of us are letting you down so fucking hard. I mean, not us. Not the three of us. But, you know. You know what I mean. Uh, so poignant. Thank you, Rob. As for me, I'm looking forward to uh, the end of summer, which is coming upon us. You know, Labor Day weekend's coming. Not even August yet. It's not even like August 13th yet. What are you thinking about? Christmas is around the corner, guys. You know? And Halloween. Yes, Halloween. It's not that far. So we need you guys to start thinking about your 30 days of art, your 31 days of art. Now, because this will be Rob's inaugural 31 days of horror. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm currently not fighting with anyone except my co-hosts. Um, I'm good. Gasp. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. I'm glad we're back. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that works. That's fair. That's, that, that's all I got. I'm glad, I'm glad we're back. Everything else, uh, everything else will sort itself out. And with that said, this has been another episode of It's the Damage Lies podcast. If you enjoyed the show, you can leave us a non-trifling voicemail at four four three nine zero six zero zero four zero. More awesomeness! You can check out all the other shows on Scatterbrain Radio Podcast Network. ScatterbrainRadio.com. Shout out to podcast producer for the stars, Mark Warren, who has been responsible for making the sound oh so spectacular. Thank you, Mark. You got it. Speaking things into existence, we want to work with Shutter, Microsoft, Gangamite, Fast Best Oktoberfest, Heatmist, and Bravado Spice, and potentially you. That's right. If you dig what we do and think, we're a good fit for pushing what you do to the masses. Our contact info is in the show notes. So with that said, until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Quick. Remember, at the end of the day, we're all just humans. Quick. Fast speed. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> we'll all be out there. The button is switched on. Right.